0: Matt Cruz with AE Partners.
1: Thank you very much for joining us here today. One of the things I do like to do is check in with different recruiters, different uh, HR personnel, if you will, professionals to find out who's hiring and what direction the business is going. Because I'll tell you, a lot of times you can decide the direction of an industry if you just talk to the recruiters, because they're the ones on the front line doing the hiring and Kind of the new positions, if you will, the new oh I don't know if there's new artificial intelligence jobs and new uh, what do you want to call it? welding jobs that sort of thing. Good trends, good you know, good economic indicators for those people who like to keep a pulse on things, and and I do. So we bring in Matt Cruz, AE Partners, to talk about. Well, Matt, you know, last time you know we we talked off the air, we talked about you know different companies hiring and this and that because a lot of layoffs were happening and you know i think we had halliburton had a 400 whiting laid off a third of the staff and chesapeake so that was last year and in in early january there was still some hope people were doing some shuffling still reorganizing well then the coronavirus hit america the COVID 19 i call that the third punch because the first one came last year and China. Shut down, got quarantined. Of course, we got hit by that. Russia, Saudi Arabia played some shenanigans, if you will, with OPEC. That caused some issue there. And then, of course, the American COVID-19 shutdown happened too. So if there's any jobs anywhere being hired, Matt, you can certainly plug those away. But I'm I'm just going to kind of assume everybody's in a reshuffling mode. And, again, that's the reason I did bring you on today is I wanted to ask you about salaries. I'm starting to read more and more articles that companies are are slashing they're using the word slashing salaries and i just i just talked to somebody from a good size energy company and they reduced the salary by 60% to stay on i went 60% and they said well it's better than getting fired <laughs> better than getting fired so uh talk to me a little bit about what's going on out there are you seeing uh, some some different uh, slashing of pricing if you will or uh, salaries
0: I would love to come on and yeah, wish I had some, some great news and a little more positivity to put to it. But, I mean, that's a, a lot of what you're finding right now is a lot of companies are just putting a Band-Aid on it. If, if they haven't already, you know, seen the end of the tunnel and trying to navigate their their way towards that, and I don't always mean the, the good end of the tunnel. For some of these companies, there's going to be no coming back. Uh, just, you know, it's kind of just delaying. It's like I watched a video of, of uh, Greenland, the other day and you know as these massive rocks and glaciers are falling to the water you're getting the the big splash and the ripples coming off of it as gigantic pieces of mass as these were and I, I think that's where the part we're at right now is you know we've had the big crash and now we're waiting for the ripples to to rip along and see where they go it's just a lot of uncertainty is what i'm seeing you know some people are putting band-aids and yes they are going into having sit downs with people and your options are you have a job and you cut your salary or you don't have to and, and you're looking for work which brings somebody into the catch-22 or you, there really is no catch-22 you're, you're out you either take it or you're out and there's not a lot of jobs to hop into right now uh just because there's so many more workers than there are positions and i can tell even in the time that i've been over here from from march until this point um you know phones ringing off the hook and we need guys here we need guys there and not that you know the phones are completely dead, but it seems like it's a lot more relationship building right now than than it is, you know, people looking for hands all over the field. It's, it's a tough market right now. Let's kind of state the obvious.
1: You mentioned some of the other industries, of course, when you're talking about the trucking industry, those get somewhat transferable. A lot of guys like the special in water hauling and hot oil and that sort of thing, but they can go and start hauling food and maybe even get into the refrigeration game. Who knows? I'm not too. Too uh, uh, up on my old uh, trucker specifics, but I did work for a well, trucking company for three years, so I do know that. Yes, sir. Uh, no, that,
0: go ahead. That's what my dad does. He's a, he's a trucker.
1: Okay. Um, but you know what so, I mean. Where you can you know you can transfer yeah. industries there because the trucking industry is the backbone of the economy, and um, or I guess the railroads the backbone of the economy, and the trucking industry would be the arteries, depending on how you want. Well, I, it.
0: I would almost say the same thing, especially in the contractor market in in oil and gas. Where you're going there's more there's more people than there is jobs the moment it's we're back to supply and demand those prices are going down so series so trying to limp their way to to the finish line and, and get there and stay going to where this thing can get back and you know and, and be profitable and some and sustainable for everybody but the same thing as far as i understood and talking with my dad and you know a little bit of research that i've done on the trucking side of things is they're running to the same deal there's a lot of these goods might be held up i mean if you have ordered on Amazon or Amazon prime lately where some of these deals you can order. And if you're in a big metropolitan area, you'd be there later in the afternoon, You know, even out in some of the more rural areas, you can have it next day or second day guaranteed goods aren't moving like they were goods aren't moving because the goods aren't there to be moved. And now the truckers are in the same boat and there's more truckers than there is stuff to move, uh, where he said, man, the rates are getting really, really tough because you got more guys looking for rates and whatever what for uh, loads and whatever's out there, guys are just to keep the truck running and stay going they They're taking jobs and they're taking them short. And I, I mean, I've seen it on oil field stuff when I was with Huskerland, land where uh, that the bust the end of 2014 going into 15, I mean, prices go down a whole lot quicker than they go up. And that's the, uh, you know, the, the forecast until things start moving around, it, it's hard to forecast. There's a lot of people way, Smarter than me and above my grade of, of knowledge that, that don't have an answer. I sure don't have an answer. But besides, you, you find guys in a position where they might have been making some good runs and they might have some good money in, in the bank. Uh, as things start to open up, maybe other industries might open up and uh, be a little more fruitful than oil and gas, where we still are going to be sitting on a whole glut of oil. I mean, you got Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway who are pulling out of the airline, airline industry not to be a bearer of bad news, but I mean, this guy's pretty good. Obviously he's the Oracle of Omaha for a reason. This guy um, understands market trends and for him to be getting out of air travel is a little worrisome to me where my fiance's Nissan Murano, uh, the amount of fuel it uses, isn't nothing to what we're we're putting when we're putting airplanes and jets in the sky. If he's pulling out where he doesn't think it's real going to be profitable for him, man, I, I, it might be a little bit before we get through that stock, which then puts guys in a position where, They've made some good runs. They got some money saved up and you got a choice when, when there is. Cause really in the midst of all the quarantine, there wasn't many choices. There's guys that want to work, able to work more than willing to work, willing to work in places for race that they might not have before. And there might not have been anything there for them. As things start to open up, you got to make a decision. Do I go a different route than the old field, or Do I sit on the good run that I've made and the savings that I got and keep buying my time? Because I know when old field comes back, The money is better than I can make somewhere else. But if it takes longer to come back and you only have X amount of savings, it might not be the best bet. So a lot of guys are going to be facing decisions of uh, do they stick with this? Do they look elsewhere? I know on our end, um, you know, had a a good push and had been on that side before, uh, but place even greater uh, importance on the the renewable side, particularly on the wind side. Um, You know, for some of these guys that are mechanics, they might need to look at, different areas because i mean that's i've been in that situation before where you know that that bus hit and thank goodness had a little bit to to work with but in hindsight you could have went man where would i be if i just would have walked away at that point before i went through the savings and feel like you're taking the next two years getting back to that point so um yeah it's gonna be a lot of tough decisions for a lot of a lot of people on our end we're just sitting here trying to build relationships and let people know that if the if something does come up man I, i i love getting guys in the field and getting guys working and and be able to plug those gaps and be a solution for guys when that time does come
1: Matt Cruz with us AE partners and whether you guessed it or not yes he is a former coach as you can tell by his voice and his uh rate (laughs) and just the way he talks it's very very coachable type of a language uh Matt Cruz AE partners we're talking about the job market right now, and, you know, normally I like to talk to Matt about different jobs that uh, people are hiring for and that sort of thing, trying to keep a pulse on it, but we're, we're, we're taking a different approach today because, let's be honest, there's not a lot of jobs right now out there. If, if you want to find out, call Matt, email him, reach him on LinkedIn, Matt Cruz, AE Partners. He'll, he'll tell you what's up to date, but we're having a little bit of a different discussion today. I, I did want to follow up on the will they come back part of it, two parts. One is the salary prices, another one is will they come back. Um, we've, we, we've got a bunch of different social media accounts. We've got Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, et cetera. Facebook's been very interesting lately because that's kind of the first one to kind of turn on the industry, if you will, where we posted an article that somebody put, you know, we'll be back to $100 oil soon, or oil and gas will rebound soon, or something like that. Well now we're starting to see some of the posts. Yeah, good luck getting workers back. And and they're starting to, you know, kind of turn on the industry if you will. When I look at what's going on with the oil and gas industry and then I look at this um where the way that they're slashing salaries. I mean, I talked to someone the other day and they said that, you know, if you were making six figures a year in the oil and gas industry, you shouldn't expect that when it comes back. And that was a that was a harsh comment for for the oil and gas industry to hear. But at the same time, I started thinking about the artificial intelligent integration and just, hey man, the world is changing. And again, the crude life, 2020, ready for anything. And we, <laughs> and, and we thought that marketing slogan was gonna be about a 16-year-old girl, uh, you know, going around talking about climate change, but it turned out it was about a, a microscopic virus. And the industry's changed, so we are ready for anything. Talk to me about this, Matt. You know, you're talking to people. I, I was talking to your uh, partner the other day, Ryan Ryan Alder, and he was uh-huh. mentioning the the, the renewal, re, uh, um, uh, renewable oil side of things, or I'm sorry, the renewable energy side of things, you know. So I know you guys are talking to renewable people, and I know that you guys are talking to oil and gas people. We both know the natural gas world is the future, so, you know, the oil and gas business is going to stick around, but... You know, what are you hearing from the salary side of things, the artificial intelligence? Uh, what, are people going to come back if, if the industry bounces back? Are we going to need it to be six figures? I mean, there's a lot there. There's a lot there, Matt.
0: Yeah. Um, as, as far as I'm dealing on the contract side a lot more, um, so I'd say that's where a lot of my uh, thought is on things. And I, and I know even going back to, you know, day's well testing out there, when I first broke out, heck, you're going to get your numbers off of Bristol and you're going to gauge your tank every hour. And, uh, you know, you're writing your numbers down and whatever numbers you send to them are what's going to be at the corporate office. And it's not been that long ago. I mean, things have changed so much that the use of automation, the use of IT, while people are in this in this shutdown and we're at a, a lull, basically a halt to, to production as we know it in oil and gas people are going to go and these big corporations are going to look at different ways and where can we save money. And it's, it's a, uh, it's the frightening part of it. Cause you go, well, hell, how much of that could you go and automate where I know before, what might've been a three week job sitting there, babysitting that well and, and making sure everything's lined out and equipment's working properly. I mean, if you turn your head and you come back, you always have to check your equipment. Cause Hey, you not that I didn't do it, but you could over, you could overrun some there, the safety's, weren't hooked up in in that point that you had things going where now, I mean, there's high kills, there's low kills, there's pressure kills, liquid level kills. They have everything to where that same three week job, even before this was happening to me at times, I was seeing it turning into the seven to 10 day job on the generous side, on some of the single pad well type of stuff. um, to where I think when, when companies come out of this, they're going to be looking at all the different ways that they can save and unfortunately or fortunately whichever side of that fence you're on i think there's going to be a lot more that goes to automation which is going to make the market tougher and um you know when you're when the rates are down because of where the market is and people are trying to trying to survive and get back to where they are the the rates always go down quicker than they come back and on top of that that the some of the jobs might be not as long as they were It, it creates for a tough market on some of the deals um other things that there'll be opportunity within that. If, if you're on that technical side of it, you're on the I and E side of it, uh, you might see growth on your end. So it's, it's all the evolution. Uh, can't say one way is right that we're wrong for one to automate more or that we're right for one to keep more guys. But really, in all honesty, I, I'm always for the guys in the field. Um, it's just hate to see when you get too many guys for not enough jobs. And as a whole, I mean, you can look at it beyond the field and go, well, forecast out 10, 20, 30 years and how much more automation's being used to go, geez, where all, where do all the jobs go and how do you support them? And, uh, you know, it's, it can lead to some definitely some uh, some different ideas and, and different traits of thoughts, whether it's good or bad. But uh, market I, as a whole, everybody's in wait and see mode. It's hard to, it's hard to say what's going to be.
1: Well, I, I think if I'm reading the tea leaves, and I think I'm pretty good at it, is that the... Jobs that require the less than two-year degrees are the ones that are going to be really prolific over the next mm-hmm. 10 years. Your welders, your pipe fitters, your CDL operators, your hazmat certified, and a whole bunch that we don't even know exist right now. And that's that's the part I think people need to understand is that. They're, in fact, training. Boy, get in the training business. That's the business you want to get into is in the (laughs) training business because we knew we're we're going to retrain a bunch of people. And they need to – right now, the 40 to 55-year-old man is just – I feel really bad for them right now because they're – they're they're just wandering in a desert of nothing because nobody wants to talk to them and it just it's I I see these posts all the time on LinkedIn and you know these guys are like oh, I'm 48 years old unemployed my oh. life's over nobody wants to hire an old guy like me and I'm going I'm almost there come on man what's going yeah. on but uh I, I'm looking at you know this article right now Occidental is is slashing salaries by 30 percent and I'm a little bit concerned because there is this, it seems to be a movement that the energy industry is slashing prices. I had Lynn Helms on my program three years ago, and I asked them the question directly. I said, the way I see this industry going is it's a lot more trade heavy, and the jobs are changing. They're becoming very smart. They're becoming intuitive, almost to where big data and artificial intelligence are ready to take over and the way i'm seeing things that if you don't get certified if you don't get trained if you don't get recertified you don't get retrained there will be a time very soon where if you don't want that job that nice man from ghana and his family or that nice man from Kazakhstan, will take your job and he said he paused and he said i think you're more right than wrong jason i gotta find that audio and and i think we're here i think we're here um I, I no,
0: on the on the bright side of, of things until we have a energy source that is reliable on the scale and that we can move the infrastructure over to it I always say I, I'm not against you know that everything has to be oil well, guess if we could find a you know nuclear if we could control nuclear I think nuclear would be great we can't control it. It starts going, look at Fukushima, and I'm glad I got a chance to talk about Fukushima because nobody talks about it. I mean, that's been going for eight years and don't have any handle on that situation there whatsoever. That's crazy. If we could find a, a good energy source that we could move to that was better for the world, it's like, yeah, who's, who's not for the betterment of the world? But until that comes, there still will be jobs. But what comes with it, if things start centralizing more or it doesn't come back to the level you know for some time that it was it's yes some of the the labor in the field jobs some of them need to be done that they all need to be done but on what scale are they getting done to where yes how many do you need and like i've talked about probably twice already when you have more than you need it's it's not good for it's not good for price that's why we're in the situation we are and that's where you're talking about yes some people can come in and and the price gets so low they go hey that's just what it is no matter where they're from whether they're from kazakhstan ukraine mexico or united states it's you got more people than there are jobs going on it's, it's never going to be good for the rates going up and uh you know on the technical side i always feel like torn at times especially in this this quarantine deal and thankfully at texas we're we're kind of out of it hoping to see how this first phase goes but where my kids in there and you're like golly get off the electronics but then you go Geez, those are the those are the jobs that they're gonna have. Maybe, you know, you don't wanna take them too far away from it and and uh or they end up like me and you're like, Well, I'm really good at sports or was really good at sports and uh work hard, but as far as super technical skills, I don't have a lot, you know. It's you know, so it's uh it's double edged sword. But well, that's, not that's going, where I it's see. not going down. It's only going up. Yeah, and that's
1: right. The the trades and, and some of these examples I gave were more for the trades because when you take a look at the direction the the uh, energy world is going, uh, it's very natural gas. And whether you talk about wind, or you talk about solar, or you talk about oil, or you talk about coal, even natural gas is a big part of all of their futures. And so, when you look at the pipelines that need to be built and some of the refineries, that's where that's where a lot of these trade jobs are coming in. Is because of
0: the, of the guys I know, Jason, that are still going. And it's not to say that. There's not service companies that have going on. When I'm talking from the contract side, there's not a ton going on. There's activity going. But if you're uh, playing a supplemental role to a service company when they don't have enough guys and they have an influx in project, and and there's going to be some of that because, unfortunately, there's been a lot of layoffs. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these these companies are going to be very wary as far as coming back into it. So there's a place for the contract worker out there. There absolutely is because uh, guys – you go to some of these big corporations uh or big service companies even and it's the hiring process isn't you know like the old days they say they find a guy in a bar and he's working the next day and you know you can be talking about weeks at a time where if they have to turn around a project you know there'll still be some areas that guys that guys can plug in absolutely um but yeah the uh, the technology side the the renewable side i don't think that's going to be any less we look at it
1: No, it's an all the above. It's I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's the thing. the The bigger energy companies, Exxon, et cetera, those bigger guys, they've been going all all the above now for twenty years. You know, probably since the BP oil spill is really when they kind of ramped up the 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 all all the above, and and that's all the companies. and And I I think most people understand that you know there's going to be a balance at the end of the day. You know, nobody thought. You know, Greta Thunberg would be right, and we'd eliminate oil and gas, and nobody thought, you know, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie were right. But at the same time, no, no, nobody in oil and gas knew that the wind turbines and solar panels were going to go away. And right. So I think most people realize it's going to be, you know, kind of an all of the above. But I go back to it all needs natural gas. In fact, and for the next 40 years, I'd say natural gas is going to be the primary driver of most of the energy and from there, that that's where a lot of the pipelines, you know, I mean, still, like in the Bakken, where you know, you did some work up in the Bakken, boy, right. and they just 19% flaring, and they keep saying, well, as soon as we get the infrastructure in, well, yeah, okay, but there's also a lot of um, you know smaller uh, uh, contract workers that can help you out too. So anyway, and we're going to get into as a different long as the capital is there
0: but. to continue to build the pipelines, and those projects are moving forward. Uh, when you get the, the side that and I think everybody's for green, everybody's for the earth. But, you know, there's a side that's that's uh, maybe a little bit more, uh, you know, pushed in their views of how that should go about. And emissions is, is a big concern for everybody in the industry. And I know that's I've actually, I've seen a lot of that talked about here. While things are slow and while we're we're pumping the brakes, now's a great time to look at some of the issues we have as, as an industry, whether that's water uh what should we do with the with produced water you know water that we've used through, throughout you know operations how can we reuse that water or um how do we cut down the emissions especially from the flaring like you were talking about as long as that capital is there i mean that's where i've seen on the pipeline side a lot of the guys that i know on that side have stayed going a lot better than you know a lot of guys obviously that are on the the drill side or, or production side where things have slowed down. So well, anybody
1: uh, anybody involved with flaring, the first thing they'll say as soon as the pipelines are are built, it's going to like take care of flaring. And yes. you know whether it's down in Texas or whether it's up in the Bakken, um, where where they they need to finish these pipelines, I guess, in order in, in order to get the stuff to market to yeah, make it guys economical. Guys are still hooked up and, on that. But uh, getting back to the industry as a whole, um, not a lot of hiring going on. There's some, reshu- there's some reshuffling going on. And so Matt Cruz at AE Partners, he's got his um, pulse, obviously, to different employee. I imagine for you right now, it's just a lot of um, keeping the relationship going and, and, and seeing if if uh, how people are doing, I imagine, from your perspective. Because yes. generally, I- you're a recruiter. Yeah. So right now, you'd be telling me who's hiring and this and that, but... There's just not a lot of people out there doing that.
0: No, I I would say right now, the one thing I'm finding, especially as things were shut down and, you know, as they reopen up, you know, you still, you don't want to be the first one just jumping out there. Uh, Not because I feel unsafe, but, you know, you don't, you don't know how other people are, their policies are still. So just kind of still hanging tight here in in Miami, Texas. But uh, what I've found is it's been a great time to build relationships and some of the some of the roads that you might have thought were closed before, or that you didn't get a lot of play back from at all, uh, now they're in this, and and I feel like guys' ears are perked up a little bit because supply chains that they might have had for for years, and and you know where that's guys that they've come across, or even the old you know that's my cousin and and you know my buddy, and they got those hey a lot some of those outfits that have been in on some of that work. I mean, just because it's a a cousin or a buddy or whatever uh, doesn't mean they're good with money. And so a lot of guys supply chains are uh, are shaking where they don't know who, who will be here when the dust settles in in six months, a year, two years. So what I've almost found is, man, there's a lot of guys that are that I couldn't really talked to before or weren't giving me the time of day that that are now because they're looking out for the supply chains of their other business and knowing uh, they need to have some options and they need to listen to different people so in that sense uh you know anybody out there listening, don't get discouraged Just keep plugging away um opportunity can come out of this and you know where maybe you're not having the amount of time running around the field that you are have more time to, to reach out to somebody and and let them get to know you because ultimately it's anybody that i do business with um i like to think the product's good or i wouldn't put my name behind it to begin with but the guys are going to want to feel comfortable who they're working with and that trust is there use this time to build that trust to get to know each other so that whenever it is we do come out of this whether that's three months six months a year two years like i said uh, that you're in a better position than you were before you got into it now maybe the market share might not be as big but to where whatever that market share is and that piece of pie that you went in with uh man your, your piece of pie is bigger coming out and just uh, keep working. Don't get discouraged. And and, uh, you know, hey, everybody's everybody's got oil field in their blood. But if by the numbers, hey, do what you got to do, you know, do what you got to do, whether that's uh, stay in oil field, whether that's looking at renewables, whether that's looking at um, something completely out of the energy sector. It's a good time to just reevaluate and, and look and, and see what you want and see where opportunity may be that um, before you didn't take because it was just man, oil field money so good. Uh, well if it takes a little bit for the old field money to be that good again, you know hey, maybe it's time to do what you really want to do and not just chase the money it's it's whatever's best for whoever whoever's out there and whatever they're doing.
1: How can people get in touch with you if they got any questions or if they want to give you some business?
0: Yeah, always available that's what uh my, my number here is seven one three five eight nine four nine three seven you go to our website it's uh, www.atlantic dash ep uh you know like i said we've made our name in the oil and gas but um, even before this we've been been plugging away on the renewable side um you know this permanent hire uh all the way up executive positions down to field level positions at, at the contract level on a job-by-job basis we when it comes to people that's that's where we shine and that's our that's our wheelhouse so i uh, got a good team around around ryan and shannon nathan everybody's been a part and helped build it. its uh, it's a good team, and anybody that, that needs help or is out there and, and might need a hand to help out on a project uh, until they do get staffed back up to, to where they need to be in-house, that gives a shout.